I remember one time when I was younger, I wanted this tabletop Pac-Man game. It was $50. And I told my dad, that's what I want for Christmas. He goes, $50? <laughs> and as a young boy, I said to him, this is a return, my return response to him when he said 50 bucks. He, I said, that's only five $10 bills. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, obviously the value of money and the amount wasn't really, I didn't grasp it as my dad did. But in thinking of that now as, as older and having gone through the stages of our own kids, um, one of the tensions I think we can find in the holidays is finances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finding that gift for, for everybody and making sure everybody has the, the same amount and all those type of things. And so, so this is a tension that, that we need to discuss, we need to talk about, put a plan together. And today in this podcast, we're going to tackle that thought. How do we handle finances or how should we handle finances during the holidays? What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work, soon became a statement. God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships, and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. The Christian Family Life Podcast coming your way. Thank you for joining us. Don't let Gio fool you. He said when he was young, he wanted Pac-Man. Man, he still gravitates to the Pac-Man game. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so glad that you've chosen to take the time to listen to this particular series we're going through on holiday tensions. And today our focus is on finances. Coming to you are the the really the non-finance experts. Uh, and so we, we just want to share biblical principles with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we are shepherds. We, we are uh, called to come alongside of couples in marriage. And we know that one of the issues that couples deal with is different ways of handling finances. And there's biblical principles that drive that. And so here with you today, Roland, that's me, along with my wife. Tammy. And then our partners in ministry. You thought I was going to say partners in crime, didn't you? (laughs) Partners in ministry. (laughs) Geo. Susie. It used to be partners in crime, Roland. Yeah, one but way back in the day. Yes. So the girls came in and they stringed us out and all that. Way back in the day. Hey, finish this line. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa. 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 <laughs> Santa. And, and I love him. And <laughs> <laughs> the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Yes. Friday. We're watching it Friday. Friday. Friday's the day. Friday for our family. Our the man. Friday before? No. Oh, this Friday. This Friday. Just this Friday. Yeah. We, we do our Christmas. Like if we've got family coming in and they're going to be here on Christmas Day, we do ours before everybody gets in, just to have our own family time. Immediate family. <laughs> yeah, oh, so your family. your family will do it this Friday. Like we'll do it this be. weekend. Friday. So we've started a tradition. Mm-hmm. We do table nachos, mm-hmm. and then we watch Elf. Then we go to bed and we wake up to stockings by the fireplace. Then breakfast. Big breakfast, and then we open our gifts. Okay. And nice. every gift has a story. Nice. Mm. Politics all day. We're like mm. done in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Nice. Well, going into the holiday season, isn't it sometimes playing Santa that can create 
some of the financial tensions because mm-hmm. we feel like um, we we just feel like we're we're not we're not going to have enough, and it feels like the the demands mm-hmm. are closing in on us. And then you've got uh, people that are difficult to shop for. You guys have anybody that's difficult mm-hmm. to shop for yeah. on your Christmas list? Yeah. <laughs> That was one of the questions I wrote down. Who is the hardest person in your family yeah. to buy for? Don't but, say it. <laughs> but but here's the thing: we're 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 going to share with you some biblical principles. We're going to share some things that are that are just a reminder to help uh, get. We all need to be aligned because man, the world's bombarding us with all the things that we need. Like you need this, mm-hmm. and, and we really don't. But we want to make Christmas a memorable time, and it doesn't always take finances to do that. I think one good thing to remember, Roland, a word that you used, you know, the demands of the holidays. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's good to step back and write a list of what the demands are and then reevaluate them and see if they even need, need to be a demand in your life. Oh, I have to attend this and I have to get this many presents and I have to cook this and bake this and deliver this. Mm. And I'm not saying any of those things are wrong, especially when they're others focused, but Sometimes if you look at the demands, are they self-imposed? Like, are you putting something on yourself that might not necessarily need to be here this year? Maybe it was fine last year. Maybe it'll be fine next year. But is it okay this year? Because I think we struggle with those stresses. And then sometimes as it relates into our finances, we just, we spend money that maybe we didn't set aside or maybe we don't have for that. I think sometimes we set ourselves up to fail because there's a lot of things that can bring that tension into into the home. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got a husband and wife that grew up differently and their Christmases were different. So there's expectations maybe you bring to the table of well we used to, you know, always have 10 gifts or man we didn't even have gifts or we did this or you know there's those tensions that you bring in. So obviously communicating between the husband and wife is important there. And can we just say this is a big thing that I've learned they're different. It's not that one's right and Correct. one's wrong. They're just different. That's right. Mm-hmm. Who says? <laughs> <laughs> but then but then there's also the tensions of um, what our kids are hearing from their friends at school and what they got, right? And then they're mm-hmm. like comparing that. And, and then there's this thought of you spend all Christmas just shopping, shopping, shopping and buying, buying, buying. And, and then you give the gift and you have an expectation on how they should receive that gift. Right. Like they should be super excited about what I just got them. And they look at it and they're like, ah, and they toss it, you know, and you're like, wait, oh, wait, wait, man, wait. wait a second. So there's just a lot of things that, that can come to the table that we've got to be careful with on how we impose those on ourselves to say, this is going to be a good Christmas if we do all of these things rather than missing out on some of the things that are important, like the relationship side of it. Mm-hmm. And creating memorable moments. I think that when we talk about holiday tensions and the different uh, topics that we've addressed, which today is finances, the thing that we that the enemy ends up robbing from us are memorable moments. And sadly, they become they become infamous moments <laughs> because mm-hmm. because of the tensions. We we don't look back at them fondly. And really, what we want is in our marriage, we we want memorable moments. It's not that there's not going to be healthy tension as you dialogue about things, but you, the tension should not drift all the way into being on opposite ends of the spectrum in regards to your perspective and many times compromising or ignoring biblical principles uh, because we feel like things have to be a certain way. 
Yeah, I think the my way or the highway attitude in general for marriages is not good, but usually it comes into into times where there's heavy traditions in place. Mm -hmm. And you bring that in and you're like, no, 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 this is how it's going to be. And then your spouse, no, 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 this is how it's going to be. Where mm -hmm. that's where the conversations need to happen and, and decide, okay, we've got a new family unit. What are some of the best things that we can bring into our family from the things that we experienced? Um, and I know for Susie and I, that was a big deal. And our kids today thank us that we did that mm -hmm. because they got to enjoy two cultures mm -hmm. in the midst of the Christmas season. What do you guys uh, remember as maybe the most memorable or most significant gift you had? And it could be from your childhood or even as you think about uh, our life as parents almost 30 years now, uh, a memorable or significant gift or moment during the holiday season. Are we talking materialistically or sentimental? Or <laughs> <laughs> what, did you think I was setting you up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, I don't want any presents. I just want God's presence. <laughs> I want presents. <laughs> well, mine was really Christmas in July when I married Susie. No, stop. Oh. Stop. I got, I got one. Some, I'll say it. I know I said it before, but I'll say it again. Summer. No, not summer. Christmas of 19, I think 1980. Mm -hmm. um, it was the Barbie perfume maker. Oh, man. With every fiber of my being, I wanted that. Mm -hmm. And my parents knew that I was getting it in, uh, at a future date at our large family Christmas gathering. So mm -hmm. they did not get it for me. Mm. And when we opened gifts and there was an easy bake micro oven, I got a like a very <laughs> nice fur... Uh, air quotes for her code. I mean, I remember all the things that I got and I was simply perplexed that they would spend all that money and not get me what I really, really wanted. <laughs> but, and, but it was because they knew something That's was right. coming down I the think line. It was a That's spiritual right. uh, lesson. Absolutely. Out of that. Yeah. Do you know well, what I'm, the number one Christmas gift was in 1980? Oh. Are, you, are you ready for this? Oh, you, don't you, tell me you, if it's you, a perfume maker. No, it wasn't the, the pa, 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 pa. <laughs> it wasn't the perfume maker. Number one Christmas gift, 1980, members only jacket. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Number two, really? the Swatch Watch. Oh, oh I had, wow. one. Oh, I I had one. one of those. When did uh, Tickle Me Elmo come out? Oh, gosh. Oh, that oh one? man, I don't remember. That was, that, that, was, was, that was when our kids were that was our That was our kids. And then Cabbage Patch. Oh, here yeah, you go. Patch. This one could be right now. This one could be right now. Number five, top Christmas gift in 1980, high-waisted Acid washed acid jeans. Washed. Oh, that's right now. <laughs> that was 1980? 1980? There's no way. That was more. 1980, 1980. You're going to question the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that in 1980. Oh, oh, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. I just looked it up, so I know. So, but I won't say it. Vans. What? Again? Vans. Today. Vans. I'm wearing Vans right now. No. <laughs> oh, you are? <laughs> <laughs> I like the ones in the picture. Tam, what was yours? Oh, my what? Your most oh, significant well, memorable. just transitioned so fast. I, I was I, looking I, at the I next. Know. Oh, All my right. goodness. No way. Then he goes again. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Number seven. No, I, I, I just, this is unbelievable. The fanny pack. Yep. Which, again. What do they call them today? Um, uh, Crossbody, the sling, <laughs> the crossbody yeah, bags. That's right. It's Same fanny thing. Pack, fanny just pack. Just because you wear it differently. That's right. Rona had a fanny pack. Green one. He, he had, had one. to took stop it wearing her, it. Took it on our honeymoon. Yeah. 
goodness, that's unbelievable. Sorry. My you. most memorable, I think, because I, I think there were, that was a memorable Christmas altogether. Because I think, um, I remember we had a silver tinsel tree, which I have one now in my house just to remind me of my childhood. Mm. But the my most memorable <clears throat> would have been 1975. I was six years old. And I got a baby alive. And oh. I got um, Buster Brown shoes. Mm. And I have a picture of them. And they are the ugliest things I've ever seen. <laughs> but I really wanted but them. Then. They had these white soles, white, real, like clunky rubber soles. Anyway. Yeah, I would say that was probably the most memorable for me. The baby alive. The baby alive. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because now that we're sitting here thinking about it, because I, I forget you know, all the stuff. But um, when we got older into our teenage years, Roland started coming to our house for Christmas to double dip on gifts. Because mm-hmm. he knew if he was going to show up, my parents were going to give him something. And Meanwhile, I did that Thanksgiving he got everything too. on his list from his parents. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, these are fun memories. And I think part of the tension comes in, we want our kids to experience the same type of things that we experienced. Um, What we have to be careful with in the process is that we don't overextend ourselves, which is we have to ask ourselves, what's the focus of what we're doing? Um, What's our motivation in doing what we're going to do for Christmas um, as we put together traditions and we work through all that with our kids? Because if you're not careful, um, I don't know if you guys did this when you were growing up. Today, the kids have apps and they've got everything on their phone so Mm -hmm. like we have this app called elfster and they put their wish list on there Mm -hmm. when we were kids it was a sunday newspaper that came home and you Mm -hmm. just laid it all out the Mm -hmm. ads you circled in the ad paper all the things you had and then you handed it to your parents and that was your your gift or maybe the jc penny catalog (laughs) oh wow yeah the big big (laughs) yes but then at christmas you know so there there's all these things that we want to do, but what is our focus? I think that's a biblical principle for us to to bring into play during this time of year. Mm. Like, do I just want to give them everything and go in debt and mm-hmm. be the whole next year trying to pay off the things right. that we just spent? Yeah. Or, or is there something more memorable during the season that we want? Because you say memorable gifts. For me, honestly, I remember the 24th all the time, our family gatherings. Mm. Gifts have been given. I know that. And I remember getting mm-hmm. gifts. But at the time. But man, the time, that that's honestly what I remember the most is mm-hmm. a tradition that, that was placed by my family and all a lot of families in, in Miami, but just getting together mm-hmm. and having a great night and then going to bed and then the next morning getting some gifts. Mm-hmm. I think there's, uh, I think about this time, of year and the financial pressures as we come off talking about maybe the most significant gift or the gift we remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's important as we then consider, okay, where are we at today? What are we looking at? How do we avoid the, the extreme unhealthy Mm -hmm. tensions of uh, dealing with finances? And uh, there's a phrase, I don't, I don't know exactly who it's attributed to, but it's the idea of act your wage. Mm. Oh, that's good. (laughs) You know, kind of a play on the phrase, act your age, act your wage. And we just need to look at Mm -hmm. financially where we're at. And that kind of leads me to the way that we utilize money can be backwards Mm -hmm. because we earn money and we spend. Mm -hmm. 
that's usually number one. Money comes, in fact, we've probably spent the money before we've gotten it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then after we spend, if there's any leftover, then we think, oh, maybe I'll put a little away for savings. And then if there's any leftover after that, then maybe I'll give. And, and there's no, and then sadly, there's no, there's no real giving plan. So that's a sad thing. So we end up saying yes when we're going to pay at the grocery store or at the other whatever store it is and they say would you like to contribute to this we don't even know what we're contributing to but yeah sure go ahead yeah you know round round up up. yeah round up um which that that would be an interesting conversation like i have no problem not rounding up neither do i because there's there's a plan there's a giving plan like we're like we're already contributing but Mm -hmm. it's debatable people feel different about that uh, but okay. so what we really need to be doing is we need to be uh, giving, saving, uh, and then spending. We need to flip those things. And that that's something as we go into, well, as we go into, no, being in the holiday season is be focused on giving while, while, while acting our wage. Because we might want to pay for the car behind us, but I don't know if... Mm-hmm. If it's a Yukon, there's like a Yukon full of people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right. Well, I think also just as we look back at as parents when we've gotten things for our kids, and how quickly before that thing gets put in the closet, mm. and you think I am going to win big time with this gift for my child, and then <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Oh, I don't play with it anymore. It gets thrown down at the, you know, it's at the bottom of the, the toy box or whatever. And, and I think I remember one time we had a, we had a, um, we call it, we called it the studio, but it was like a bonus room basically. And it was all toys. It was the toy room basically. And it was, we just had the four girls. And I remember cleaning it out and thinking all of this money and time looking for these things and they really don't play with it. And I think that, that that is a perspective to have. It doesn't mean that we don't get anything. I am not. I know that there was a trend a few years ago, like um, a lot of a lot of families were choosing to not. And I don't think that's a bad idea. I'm just saying that I do still think that gift giving is 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 a beautiful thing. I do think that that's a, a great part of Christmas. And even if you know that the kid, that your child is not going to play with it two weeks from then, or, or maybe even the next day. But, but the fact that, that a lot of time is being put to, to kind of, you know, bless them. And, you know, I think it's something to consider. And then for me, and like Gio, you were saying, I just think of, for me, I just think of those family gatherings, the time together, eating good food, that's a big, that's a big priority for me. So I would say that like, that's maybe where I want to spend more time where gift giving is not my thing. But in the end, I'm not gonna not do it. So anyway, it's, it's, it's stewarding, you know, how are we going to steward? How are we going to the right perspective? Mm -hmm. Well, and in that process, I think it's important for us to include our kids in that. Because sometimes we just we separate our financial life mm-hmm. from our kids, and but to help them understand the value of money, so they don't say, "Well, that's only five ten dollar bills," like I did with my dad, right. thinking, "What's the big deal?" You know, five pieces of paper that say ten on them can get me this gift. But mm-hmm. helping them through that process of understanding the value of money, and then even encouraging them 
you know, maybe when they're little, you we help them with the money. But, hey, we want you to get your sister or your brother a gift. Right. And I want you to go through the thinking process because I think really at the end, you can use it as a tool to really teach about the gift of Christ, the ultimate gift. Because, Tammy, you're right. There's some gifts that are going to last a day. There's some mm-hmm. gifts that are last maybe a couple weeks. There's some gifts that last a year. And there's some gifts, you know, I know that there's stuff in our kids, um, a baseball glove that Daniel still has. Or mm-hmm. um, Ashley used to love, like, sketching and stuff like that. She kept all that. You know, there's stuff that has mm-hmm. lasted longer. But at the end of the day, on this earth, everything is like, you know, it's going to rust mm-hmm. and go away. But the greatest gift is not. And so it's a great teaching tool, but it's also a great motivator for us to put in perspective why are we doing what we're doing this Christmas season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a with a real focus on on the giving as opposed to the receiving mm-hmm. and taking some pressure off. Because I think sometimes we compare and sometimes we look at uh, all of the messages that are being sent our way uh, that that are either invited or uninvited. And mm-hmm. as a result of those messages, whether we realize it or not, we're being influenced by it. And so even as we, even as you listen to this podcast, we, we hope that God is, is, is aligning your perspective for how to approach the holiday season and use wisdom when, cause we're, we are talk, we're talking about finances. <laughs> we're talking about the material wealth money that God's entrusted to us to use and so I think about some scriptures like Luke six thirty eight, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And it's not that we give to receive, uh, but we give because we've already received all all that we ever need. It says in First Timothy six ten. Uh, the love of money is the root of all mm. kinds of evils. But it goes on to say a few verses later, as it really hits home, this idea of money it says, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty. And and I'd say that if you're de- depending on what country you're listening to this, because I know this is listened to in almost 30 countries, but for the most part, um, we could consider ourselves wealthy if we have a roof over our head and food to eat and and not overly concerned about our very basic needs but it says as for the rich in this present age charge them not to be haughty nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches so where should our focus be on god who richly provides us with everything to enjoy mm. Yeah, those are so good. You know, it, it's um, we somebody already used the word perspective. I think that's that's a big piece, and I think the conversation should should happen all year. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, because you are budgeting for the year, and you are you are looking at your expenses during the year. But even even at that is looking at the budget and saying what needs to go and what needs to stay and what needs to be added. Because I think you're right, Roland. We think of it backwards. We don't think of give first. We almost give, think of give as what's left over. Where the Lord throughout scripture always says first fruits, right? And so thinking of it from that perspective of it's all his. 
So therefore, I'm going to give. And Christmas is a great time to practice that mm-hmm. through gifts and, and giving and being generous and not hoarding everything for yourself and, and all those type of things. Um, and I think it's easier when you do it through a mission versus even your own family because when you do it with your own family, there's still that expectation of what? What are they going to give? What am I getting? Yeah, what, are they get, what am I going to get back? And I think the true measure of the heart is when you get something back and it doesn't measure up to what you gave, are you okay with it as well? Mm-hmm. And so, but going back to our thought, the, the focus is giving, not receiving. And, um, but ultimately, I think that is our Christian life, is always focusing on giving, giving ourselves away, first of all, to the Lord, second of all, to, um, to those he has called us to give ourselves away to um, in, our, in, our, in our families and then in our surrounding area of influence. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of great perspective that mm-hmm. we can get from this. Um, and then to close it out, you know, I know Susie was talking about more of a practical thing of everything that we're talking about. Okay, be good stewards. We got to give. We got to do those things. All right, now the husband and wife need to get together and have the discussion. Make a plan. Mm-hmm. Like coming together to decide and being willing to, with an open heart and open ears, listen to what both sides are saying and then come to together on something that you both can agree on, like an amount that you're going to spend. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's important. I think sometimes we just kind of enter in and we just start buying and we get lists and we just start going and maybe one spouse buys and the other buys and nobody knows and how much is getting spent. Like, Roland, you said it before we started. If you fail to plan, mm-hmm. you, you plan, plan to, to fail. fail. <laughs> you plan to fail. And so come together, like like create a list, a plan mm-hmm. of what your finances are going to look like over the holidays. And then I just wanted to share a verse. I thought this was very interesting. I read it multiple times to try and see how it applies. And it's kind of with this idea of working out your plan. Second Corinthians 8, verses 10 and 11. This whole chapter, Paul's talking about giving generously, but it says this. And in this matter, I give my judgment. This benefits you who a year ago started not only to do this work, but able, but also to desire to do it. So now finish doing it as well so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched by your completing it out of what you have. And it's just kind of this creating the plan, Mm -hmm. but now you have to execute the plan. Like if you decide on a dollar amount to spend so that you can keep things, the tensions from rising too high, you have to stick to it. Like it, the plan only works if you stick to it. You know, if you are looking to not overspend at the holidays so as not to create tension in your marriage, you have to work the plan, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's something new this year. Maybe, personally, I think the coupon books are way underrated. Like when you create the coupon books of, I I know a pastor's wife who said, Mm -hmm. she said um, for a Christmas gift, she gave to him one year of mowing the lawn. She mowed the lawn the entire Mm. year because that was a chunk of time that was taken up out of him. Didn't really enjoy it. I would never do that for you, G. I know you love mowing the lawn. So I would never want to take that away from you. The question is, what would Gio want in the coupon book? Well, this I don't know if we could. No. 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 <laughs> what? I would say this on the lawn. It's easier to cut the grass here in North Carolina than it did in Florida. Because mm. in Florida, it's every week That's true. for the whole year. All I'm saying is <clears throat> to reduce those tensions, like get creative. 
get it doesn't you you can't keep doing the same thing every year mm-hmm. and then paying for it all year long. We actually did emotionally that. and mentally and physically. I'll take mm-hmm. a coupon book. No, we did not do that. We, you're not you're what not you, getting a coupon book. Well, what do you want in your coupon book? Nope. Well, um, <laughs> I I think about special meals that Tammy makes yeah, that she goes out of her way to do that. All so. Right. All right, you know, enough I, on I, your coupon book. Um, <laughs> one year, my family, my family, we, my, I, I don't even know. I think uh, my father must have been not not working during that time, but they literally gave us coupons for Christmas, and my mom and dad sat in their room and they were writing out all the things, and I can't even remember. Um, I think it was maybe a, a shopping trip after Christmas with my mom. But I remember my, my brother got a fishing trip with my dad. Mm. And I think he's still holding on to that coupon. <laughs> I don't think he ever did it. But uh, it was, it was I, that was actually really memorable because it was, you know, we knew that we weren't going to, it wasn't going to be a, a, a gift-giving Christmas. But thank God for grandparents because they always came through. Right. <laughs> But that was that was that was kind of sobering at the same time. But um, I don't I don't look back and say, "Why? Well, what a what a terrible Christmas!" I just thought, you know, this is the way it is. Yeah, and I it's think special, it's you know, special. I'm putting that on my Christmas list. That's right from you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was just going to add to that that we we come with um, you know we come to marriage with different perspectives on finances and. You know, where I, you know, I may or may not have mentioned this. We didn't have a lot growing up. Roland, you had your, your family was comfortable, but they were savers and they were, they were not big spenders. I know that you lived in the same home your whole life. You know, I lived in, I don't know, 12 or 13 different Mm -hmm. homes, but um, like there's just, we bring a different perspective. And so when we talk, you know, like Susie was saying, when we we focus, we we make a plan. We We didn't struggle. You guys did not struggle financially, mm-hmm. but we did. And so that's why when we get to holidays and it's just like, why do you know? And you would get, you know, you would make a list and it was, you got everything on your list, you know? And so I think that, but then we get to Christmas time and it's almost like the, 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 the flip thing happens for me where I'm like, I just want to get my kids you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then at the same time, we're like, you know, financially, we can't do that. But mm. sometimes, you know, when the kids were little, you know, you just wanted to give them as they've gotten older. And I, I, I have to save receipts, you know, <laughs> if you don't like it, that's okay. Take <laughs> yes, it back. You're not going to hurt my back. feelings. Yes. I want you to have what you like. But anyway, and, and, and to, you know, another perspective too, is, is when we think about giving and as we're as we go through Christmas I don't know you know like what the statistic is on on tithing and church in January but you know we think about um, Malachi bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house Mm -hmm. test me in this says the Lord Almighty and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. And that's Malachi 3.10. And I think I've heard that scripture before, like test the Lord, like give. Um, like there are times where where you might feel like, you know, I can't, we can't give because mm-hmm. we we are tight and there's unexpected, you know, unexpected, you know, financial expenses that have come our way. And I, I just think that, that um, Keeping that perspective and knowing that the Lord is going to bless us, 
uh, no. That's really good. And, and scripture says it's better to give than to receive. And so over and over again, scripture's focus is giving. And that was what our heavenly father has modeled for us. If as earthly fathers, we know how to give good gifts, how much more our heavenly father knows how to give good gifts to his children. And God didn't just say he loved us, but God showed that he loved us by giving the greatest gift of his son, Jesus. And that's what we celebrate this holiday season. And that's why, that's why we give. That's why gifts is even a part of this. Uh, it is pretty funny that, um, you know, what, what if you showed up to your birthday celebration and everybody got gifts but you? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny sometimes that's, that's kind of how it is with Jesus. And, but what does really Jesus want in return? Jesus, he wants our life. Yep. And, and everything that goes along with it. And part of that is the, the, the treasures that we possess in our time and in our talents and, and in what we have available to us and looking for ways to give and watch God open the windows of heaven. Uh, and bless us as we shift our perspective uh, to giving as opposed to receiving and doing it within the means God's given to us. So good. Well, we're glad uh, that you uh, hung in there with us as we talked about giving and we talked about Christmas and gifts and the tensions. There doesn't need to be tension there. Communicate it, make a plan, execute the plan together as a husband, wife. Uh, now, what we will do as we close out here is let you know that in 2023, we are looking to bring some experts in into some of these areas like finances. I know our friends at Ron Blue, Reed Crossan and Connor Lowry and Don Christensen, some of those guys will bring them on. Uh, but we're also looking to bring on some people that deal with trauma and abuse and some of the things that we can give pastoral counsel and discuss, but we really can't get in depth um, on those issues, but we're going to bring some people on for that. So we're excited about 2023. We'll have a couple more podcasts to close out 2022, but just wanted to start uh, planting the seed out there as we prepare for the new year. Thank you for listening and have a great Christmas. Stay on the nice list. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.